Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels, some more than others. Hope you're all having a good Wednesday afternoon. It is uh, all quiet on the Packers front, other than uh, the report last night from Rob Domofsky that Matt LaFleur has come pretty close to rounding out his coaching staff with Derek Ainsley, Ansley, sorry, the defensive coordinator for the Chargers being brought on board to be the defensive passing game coordinator, taking the spot that Greg Williams held last year. Uh, staff is pretty close to uh, finalized. I know there was a another addition reported late in the evening, but all told, you look at this kind of collection. I want to think as a Packers fan that this feels better than it did when the Joe Barry and company and that staff was assembled simply by, of course, the predominant kind of narrative around Barry. It was so negative given his uh, less than stellar performances at the previous two stops prior to taking over in Green Bay. The way that Halfley and company come in, their backgrounds, his background in particular, the collection that Lafleur has put together, not just on defense, but offense as well, really feels good. The, the coaching staff. Now, that said, it doesn't mean much. Like, I understand it's funny watching people's reactions to the additions. And I understand fans getting excited. I know I am, no doubt about it. But we have to understand none of this means very much. Like, the collection, how they teach, how they communicate, the things they're able to draw out of the players throughout, not just obviously the offseason, but into the season as well, the programming throughout uh, their tenure in the building and what they're asking these guys to do day in and day out, how they set not only, say, a practice schedule or um, draw up what they want them to do and get out of each practice, but even time away from the building. What are they planning on doing with guys after the offseason program ends? When you go into that kind of stretch right before training camp starts where it's, okay, you're going away, but we want to make sure that you are got this, you got this stuff on lock. What is their you know, way of operating in that regard. There's so many kind of, you know, questions as far as you're a new staff member. And for some of these guys, you know, it's your first maybe significant step into the NFL. How are you going to translate what you did maybe at the college level, at the pros and things of that nature? There's just so much unknown when it comes to the coaching staff in any building, in any year, um, that I always always kind of want to say, you know, just get not temper expectations, but understand that there, there's a, there's a monster gap between what we know on the outside and what actually happens and what these guys are actually tasked with and what they do from day to day. Um, nobody really knows how these things turn out. It feels good though. I, I don't want to, you know, put any water on anybody's fire or anything like that. I, I like, if you're excited by the hires, I get it. I understand it. I feel you, but it doesn't mean much. Until you get those pelts on the wall. And I think, you know, you don't have to look much further than the work that Jason Vrabel and John Dunn did last season to kind of understand what, you know, outside of the building, these narratives take hold because of whatever results we see on the field. And that can, that can swing pretty damn wildly in season as it did last year. Beginning of the season, people were calling for Stenovich's head and saying like, oh, Vrabel was in over his head and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the end of the season and Look, the most improved player on that team last season was Tucker Craft under the purview of John Dunn. That 
wide receiver group absolutely came alive and really developed before our eyes in the course of a NFL season under Jason Vrabel, the guy who was under fire in like late October, early November for some of the shortcomings that we were seeing week in and week out. So, I mean, say all this to say, like, again, I understand the excitement and there's a lot to like. There's a whole lot to like with the collection of coaches that Matt has put together, their varying backgrounds, things they may or may not bring to the table. I'm very excited. No doubt about it. Man, no one really knows. Every It kind of goes back to head coaching hires. You know, you look through the season, this, this offseason, all those new coaches that have been hired, they put guys in different places, what have you. And people will trumpet things and they'll poo-poo things. And you slide back and, and watch over the next you know four or five years as each one of these guys either rises or falls. They get picked off. They get fired. It will be like this, you know, kind of, oh, everybody knew that this guy was going to fail. But no one was saying that when he was hired. That happens almost every hiring cycle, you know. So just uh, something to keep in mind. As you're uh, going through your you know, Packers content consumption and seeing people rave about certain hires or really slamming other hires, like nobody really knows. Not really. Not outside the building. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We've got David starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? Ansley to bring Derwin James with him, please. Uh, that's uh, a player who, you know, obviously at times definitely shined out there. Uh, with the chargers and i will say you know this to my point there was someone in my mentions bashing that higher because oh the chargers were so terrible against the pass okay fine but what was he asked to do and like look no further than the fact that after staley got hired uh, he took over the defensive play calling and they definitely improved i'm not saying they were lights out or anything but you could tell the approach the approach improved and the results improved I just, it's so funny to me that that's the exact kind of thing I'm kind of looking at where people have these ardent reactions where like there's so much involved and there's so much complexity that, that, you know, the results for a position group, you know, is only one facet of what that coach is doing and being tasked with. It's always, it's always kind of funny. Doug, what's up, man? Aaron, almost never get to watch you live. Thanks for all you do. You rock. Packers are life. Bears suck. <laughs> Doug, that's uh, that's very nice of you. Thank you, brother. And yeah, well, the Bears do suck. It's true. Roberto, what's going on, man? Would you trade Stokes? Last year of deal, injuries, never had a breakout game. Don't see him doing well in this new scheme. Oh, that's so interesting, Roberto. Okay, let's pa- let's unpack that, shall we? Let's start with the last part. You don't see him doing well in what scheme? We don't even know what the scheme is yet. All we know is that they're probably switching to a 4-3 principle up front, and that's most likely on earlier downs, not necessarily on some of the more obvious passing situations, though even that doesn't really play into what you're asking your corners to do. I mean, yes, there have been reports, and I've certainly seen quotes from Halfley talking about press man and uh, some of the man-match principles, but why does Stokes not fit that exactly? I mean, I understand he struggled. Certainly, the one game he really played last year in Carolina wasn't exactly great, but he has been out with a lot of injuries. And yeah, you're right. He has been injured, no doubt about it. 
But I still see a lot of athletic upside there. I still see a guy with tons of talent. And you cannot deny how promising his rookie year was. Yes, the start of his second year was disappointing, no question about it. But to me, I don't think you trade him away. If anything, yeah, I understand not counting on him. Like, certainly, probably draft a corner or maybe even two in this draft. But I don't toss him aside. Now, if someone calls and offers like a second round pick or something, yeah, 100%. I'm taking that deal, but I don't think anybody's going to be doing that. Um, I mean, mostly because he has been injured. But I don't know, man. I, I still think there's upside there. And I don't think getting kind of rid of it so easily is the kind of the path that I would go. And I don't think the Packers will either. I mean, I understand the thinking, but I just don't agree with it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ed, what's going on, man? Agree with you about teaching. Guess it's just me, but I doubt that Campanelli's Lombardi quote plays with today's players. So I'm hoping he knows how to get everyone on the same page. Yeah, I don't know, man. Today's players. I know they're they're well-compensated professionals, right? And so maybe, perhaps, you know, they have a different reception or a different receptiveness to those kind of quotes. But I will say, it is still a very physical game. The other quote that, you know, is part of that in-season hard knocks kind of reveal of Campanelli is the, you know, ass whooping is a international language. And that is very true. I don't care who you are. So I think there are ways to connect to players. Just the physical side of the game, the emotional side of the game can't be discounted just because they are, you know, well-paid professionals doesn't mean they ain't out there either kicking ass or getting their ass kicked. There's something to be said for being the one administering the ass kicking. And you need to tap into that as a coach. It is tricky. No doubt about it. Now I hear what you're saying, but I still think there's value there, especially when it comes to play style. And this is, you guys are going to, I'm going to say play style every chat from now until the start of the season, because that to me is the A number one thing that Halfley and company have to change in Green Bay. Man, I want people playing to the echo of the echo of the whistle. I want someone going sideline to sideline and arriving in a bad mood and getting a guy on the ground. I don't want to see dudes being dragged four yards after contact. I want guys who are going to go after, go after the ball carrier, all hats to the ball and get that guy on the fucking ground. And if you know, a Lombardi quote or a motivational technique of trying to imagine that that is someone running away with your kids and that's the way you connect to somebody, hey, man, I'm all for it. I'm down with it. Now, will it work for every guy? Probably not. But, you know, this is the trick is unlocking that, unlocking that potential. Yes, you got to teach and you definitely need to lean in technique. There's no doubt about it, but. There, it's still an emotional game, still a very physical game that you have got to be able to kind of unlock in these guys. That there's no doubt. <laughs> Joe, thanks for the super chat. You and or Corey applying for Packer CEO job? Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a no. Although that's, that is a bit of news today. Uh, the Packers announcing that Susan Finko on the executive committee is he- held, 
heading up the committee, uh, the search committee uh, through the executive committee to find the next Packers CEO. The search has begun and they have enlisted the job of or the help of Corn Ferry and Jed Hughes, the head hunter who seemingly gets involved in every single search in professional sports in the Wisconsin area. I somewhat kid, but it's like, come on. I mean, what a gig, consulting. Remember how Ron Wolf wrote in his book, and if you don't, go read it, how consultants are a waste of time and committees and all of that. If you're a leader, a true leader, yes, convene meetings and learn and find out information, but consultants and committees and gone. But yeah, yes, the Packers are on the path that will probably lead them right down the hall to Ed Policy's door. I kid, I kid. I'm sure it's a very wide search with lots of very well-researched folks being considered. And it'll probably end up being Ed Ed Policy, who's in the building already. But we'll see. Colin, thank you for the super chat, man. Oh, boy. I always love a good Star Wars quote. I sense something. A presence I have not felt since capers? Is this optimism? It shall be until we give up 180 to run. <laughs> That's the thing. We, uh, Corey and I had a meeting with um, one of our partners today. And we were talking about, you know, the best time to roll stuff out and whatever. And I'm like, you got to get out before training camp. And so you can go through training camp when you haven't given up a yard. You haven't surrendered any points. Like there's all hope all the time. You know, you're not riding that wave of wins and losses. Like everyone's go, you're going to the Super Bowl for sure during training camp. Like, yes, I'm I'm riding that wave until week one and they give, you know, give up a third down where they're playing 12 yards off on third and three. Can't wait. I'm really excited. Xavier, what's going on, man? You think there's a possibility of adding a veteran linebacker in free agency like Devin White, Josie Jewell, Levante David, or just fill linebacker via the draft? I think there's a chance. I doubt it's probably someone in the first wave of free agency, but. I suspect, yeah, they'll they'll look to free agency to fill some of the defensive holes. I don't think they can do everything via the draft. I just don't think it's going to be some big splash, some major outlay of, you know, cap space, essentially. I mean, I've been surprised before. Um, yes, is it a possibility? 100% a possibility. And I do think, again, they'll, they'll wait for the market to settle a little bit before kind of venturing it. But, yeah, I, I think they'll... They'll do a little patchwork there, no doubt. Daniel, what's going on, man? We are waiting you, waiting you in Brazil, September 6th. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm telling you, if the Packers play the Eagles that opening game, we are there. Corey and I are coming to Brazil. So somebody get a sofa ready because I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Roberto, what's going on, man? Oregon center in first, replace Myers run game uh, to the moon. Center at 25? I guess it's possible. Um, I will only say they love Josh Myers. I mean, they've made that abundantly clear. Now, this has been a lot of the coaches talking about it. Maybe Brian feels differently. It's entirely possible. But uh, I'd be surprised with a center at 25. But never say never. And, hey, speaking of draft needs and draft possibilities, um, my new chat with Ben Fennell went up this afternoon here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check it out. We talk about draft needs. We talk about senior bowl out 
outstanding performances and who may have caught 1265 Lombardi's eye. Uh, we talk about combine prep and we talk about the Super Bowl. So a lot of stuff for you guys to dive into if you haven't already. Make sure you check it out. Timothy, what's going on, man? With the increased use of analytics in the NFL and the evolution of AI, do you ever see a team using algorithms to call plays? Should that be allowed? I think it should absolutely be allowed if that's the way people want to go about it. I still think you've got to corral 11 people, 11 humans on the field to act as one and in concert, complementing each other. You know, there's still the execution portion of it. So, yeah, I'd be all for it. Um, It'd be fascinating. I don't think the NFL would probably go that route anytime soon, but uh, I'd love it. I think it'd be fun as hell, especially since, you know, AI on Madden keeps calling these plays and I kick its ass all the time. So bring it. I kind of kid. I kind of kid. But um, yeah, I mean, like, look, this is my thing with analytics in the league, especially. And I, if you guys haven't checked out my chat with Eric Eager, make sure you do so here on the channel regarding actionable analytics, right? Like there's so much when it comes to the word analytics and what it means and how it's actually utilized in league circles. Man, I just want a a team that goes all in to kind of quote unquote prove it. Like if there's a owner somewhere who absolutely 1000% is like, man, PFF is the future. And they they go to Chris Collinsworth and they're like, okay, we are just going to completely run our organization via PFF. Right. And then they do exactly what you're talking about. Get like some AI program to call the offensive plays. Like go all the fuck in just so we can watch the humans kick the shit out of it. That's kind of what I want to happen. But yeah, I'm a romantic. So what are you going to do? Mike, what's up? We need a Gilbert Brown type defensive tackle in the draft. Mike, I don't know about a Gilbert Brown type because there's only one Gilbert Brown. He's a generational player. I love him. One of my all time favorites. I don't know how realistic it is to find oh, here's a Gilbert Brown just hanging out. That said, I totally get what you're saying, and I somewhat agree. The idea that if, especially if you're running a 4-3, let's get that huge body eater, space sucker upper, guy who's going to free up other people, and or maybe, yes, hello, collapse the pocket from the interior. I'm all about that life. Now, who that guy is, I have no idea. But yes, please, 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 let's do it. Uncultured, how you doing, man? If the NFL is Star Wars, who is Coach Halfley? Who is KOC and the rest of the Vikings Brain Trust? And who is Banky? Coach Halfley is, at this point, I would say he's the Mandalorian. Um, he's kind of a hired gun. He's got, I think he's got that heart of gold. He's going to start out kind of like, who is this guy? And he's going to help in the end and become a major player. Uh, KOC and the Vikings Brain Trust. That's probably, who would that be? They would be the the Trade Federation in the prequels, especially in Phantom Menace. You know, bumbling, don't really know what's going on, getting taken advantage of, generally incompetent. Uh, And who is Banky? Well, Banky's obviously Palpatine. He's, you know the dark shadowy figure pulling the strings who is revealed to be this uh, truly powerful evil force in the galaxy who's going to take over the uh, uh, the entire galaxy. And he's in the process of doing it right now. You guys don't even realize it, and it's happening. It's like, you know, in the prequels, when the Jedi are like, how could we let this happen? It's like, that's kind of what's going on in Green Bay right now. Like, Banky's just, you know, 
pulling the strings, making things happen. And everyone's like, how is this? Where, where is this coming from? Blah, blah, blah. And Banky's just all the time there in his lair, like, you know, plotting, getting ready. This, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Are you expanding Carry the G next season? So funny you ask that. We literally had a call with Gathering Place today um, discussing both everything we went through with them this year with the beer and then uh, next year. Not at liberty to say, you know, anything definitive, but I will say that the possibility of expansion is promising. Um, certainly not in the bags, definitely going to happen or anything like that, but um, some interesting ideas bandied about in that meeting. And I think there's a good chance that you will see uh, Carry the G's availability expanded a little bit. I'm not going to say massively, but a little bit. Xavier, what's going on? Who is your draft sweetheart? Awesome content. Go Pack Go. Thank you, Xavier. I don't really have one yet. I don't have a guy that I'm like pounding the table for. Um, I, I'll say like there's a couple guys that I, I've liked so far. There's nobody I've really just completely fallen in love with yet, but it's early. It's very early. I've barely scratched the surface of like, I've watched maybe five, six guys like in earnest, like really taking in time to break down their tape, etc. So I've got a long way to go, but uh, no one jumps off the screen just yet, especially when it comes to the Packers. Mike, what's going on, man? Look up Tavondre Sweat out of Texas. Guy is a monster. I keep seeing this name. Keep I keep seeing people mention him. So definitely gonna have to take a look. Mike, thanks. Cheeto, what's going on, man? No, Banky would be Samuel L. Jackson. Mace Windu, you mean? Please, if we're gonna talk Star Wars Universe, let's use the proper names. And no, he's not Mace Windu. He's not going out a punk like Mace did. Man, it's, uh, it was so crazy is that, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, when he pleaded with George Lucas, he was like, I'll do anything. I want the purple lightsaber, blah, blah, blah. But then he did say, I don't want to go out like a punk. Like, however I die, I want it to be cool. And then he went out like a punk. So disappointing. John, what's going on, man? Draft cush for Green Bay, Cody Schrader, running back from Mizzou. Ooh, ooh. I think a running back is a legit possibility in this draft. Now, where he might be or fall, I have no idea, but I like it. I like the idea there. I'm down with it. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. Cannot thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video. No, really, stop. Wait, 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 wait. Listen to me. Hit like. It helps. And please hit subscribe if you haven't already. Really need those subs to get up. Thanks, everybody. Please do those two things. And then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.